Here, as usual, we are starting recording fashionably late. It's 35 minutes fashionably late. <laughs> it's game so quick week. That means everything else is slow. Yeah, pretty much. This is true. It, it has been a weird week. Uh, sorry we've been gone a month? Question mark? <laughs> yeah, holidays happen. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, it... it listen... God punished us for our hubris of believing we could cover a filler season of Bleach without having to take like a bajillion breaks, but we're, we're getting there. We're almost done with this one. I'm not apologizing. I think time off is good. Time off is good for yeah, you. Yeah, it is good. Everybody deserves time off. I'm taking an extra week this week. <laughs> Just an entire extra week to recover from... I, t I had taken last week off to recover from vacation, and now I'm taking an extra week to really recover from vacation at a time that I'm not sick. To be fair, you were sick a part of that, but... <laughs> God. Sometimes you need it. Sometimes you need that yeah. time off. Double, triple recovery? It's important. It really is. I mean, that's, that's what I had to do for my arm. I got injured. I mean... I lost my job, but it's fine. It, I, I'm doing much better right now. I'm, I'm just like vibing, playing Final Fantasy, trying to be creative with my guitar work. You know, it, 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 it's going places. We're, we're doing just fine. I'm fucking hell yeah, hell yeah. thrilled because uh, we finally got like our extra payments for this apartment paid off. Because at, at one point we screwed up like a payment and basically ended up having to pay an extra $500 a month on top of like already $1,500 rent. Oof -da. Yeah, and it's like a one bed, one bath apartment. So we were, pay we were paying two grand for a one bed, one bath. Um, and it's not even like a nice one. Um, but we, we are finally done with the extra payments. So rent is going back to normal. We will finally not be constantly broke all the time. Hell yeah, that's super exciting. Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking so relieved. But this is no time to talk about relief. This is time to talk about Bleach. This is It'll Wash Out, a Bleach Rewatch podcast. I'm getting the side eye from my wife. I'm your co-host, Kit. I'm your co-host, Sam. Don't worry, you're also getting a side eye from me. I was expecting. And I'm your co-host, Quinn. I'm reserving my side eye for a later date. Oh, you know, that's fair. I, I will probably deserve it at one point or another. Why did I sound so stilted there? What the fuck was going on with that? It happens sometimes. 
You're out of practice. I am out of practice. Gotta talk more. Podcast more. I know. I guess being like a fucking raid leader, I guess now I'm just used to in clock spots. Shit like that. Like, <laughs> so I'm just like, I will just retain my monotone voice and make sure everybody knows where they're going. <laughs> where we're going well, right now, though. We're going to Bleach. We, Yep, yeah, you got it. We're going to Bleach. Episode 184. How the fuck have we made it this far in this show? We're like halfway through. Like, we're we are officially over the halfway line of Bleach. Uh, at least until the Thousand Year Blood War, but it, we'll, we'll get there. I think that's barely any extra episodes. Is like, it already over? I think the first season's over, yeah. The first, yes, yeah, season, or... I don't know if it's the season or core. I don't know how many episodes there are. Gotcha, yeah, I, gotcha. I don't... Well, the core is over. I don't know if it's continuing to the next core or if they're taking a break. Gotcha. Right. Oh my god, I just realized there's a new episode of G-Witch out today. Fuck. I'm several episodes behind. I'm also a few episodes behind on Chainsaw Man. But I've read all of Chainsaw Man, so I know what's coming there. Yeah, yeah I've read all of Chainsaw Man. I I watched all of G-Witch in, like, a night. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, this show's good, actually. Oh, yeah, you, you caught up when the... You watched the whole thing when the last episode dropped, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah, uh, definitely try and keep spoiler-free until you watch this last episode, because it's a doozy. Okay. Um, also, right. it's the last episode you're getting until April. Great. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Bleach episode 184 is called Kira and Kibune, Offense and Defense of Third Division. Which is it's kind of a basic-ass title, I'm going to be real. <laughs> sure. Yeah. That's what's in the episode, I guess. Technically... Uh, so I, I actually want. I kind of wish they had leaned into it harder. <laughs> yeah, like I I can see where if you look at their two power sets and you look at their two philosophies, you could be like, this guy's the offense and this guy's the defense. Great. Yeah, no, really I, come up all that much. <laughs> I can see it. Um, however, the the defense kind of turns out to be more of hiding in a building and. While the other guy stands around, like, where are you? <laughs> yeah. It's offense and defense of hide and seek. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's it's time for a standoff between Kira and Kibune. And as it turns out, Kibune evil? Yeah, turns out. Holy shit, bro. Biggest, biggest fucking twist of the century. <laughs> uh, just wait until you find out about his motivations. That's even more shocking. Yeah, they got my ass. Yeah, holy fuck. Uh, so, the Soul Reaper squads are, like, strategizing about how to manage all their people and, like, where they're going. And Yamamoto is informed that the chaos has been contained, which I don't think it has, bud. <laughs> I don't think the chaos has been contained at all. Well, no, they're referring to the... So, because last episode they were saying, there's a ton of chaos everywhere. Squads are jumping into other squads and they're fighting. And then the the start of this episode, apparently with just some off-screen, like, scolding from the second squad, I suppose, (laughs) uh, everyone is just sticking, okay, this is our area. What about that place? No, that's another team's area. Don't fucking go there. You're going to cause trouble if you go there. You're going to Section 8, actually? Uh, Sorry about that. (laughs) Like... and it's like, okay, I guess this was completely and entirely resolved off screen. Yeah, no, it, it's fucking baffling, because having not watched Bleach in, like, a month, 
I was like, did I just miss something last episode? Or is this like just out of nowhere? And I guess it turns out it's fucking out of nowhere. <laughs> it's out of nowhere. They also in the recap were like, oh, here's all this stuff with Kibune. He's here. He's going to fight Kira. And because I haven't watched Bleach in a month, I had a moment of like, did I miss an episode? Did something <laughs> I, I had to ask in the group chat, are we watching these episodes or not? And then I went back into my watch history and I saw that, yeah, apparently I, I had watched, you know, 183 uh, or, or 184, whichever one is the last one we watched. Yeah, 183. Um, and I was like, I really don't remember this show off, like showdown happening or starting. But uh, it's real, I guess. Yeah, no, it's it's something. I I don't know. I don't know why they're just like, let's do this off screen and then just show up here. But that's Bleach for you. Uh, speaking of things that don't really matter, uh, Ukitake and Shinsui have like a brief conversation about the Kasumi Oji clan being off limits. And Kyoraku's like, well... I did some investigating, and, you know, I found the clan kind of hard to deal with, as they aren't very public, and they aren't really associated with Central 46 all that much. And at this point, I'm like, wasn't Central 46, like, destroyed? Did they ever reestablish Central 46? Or is everybody just referring to a part of the government that is, like, dead right (laughs) now? (laughs) Yeah, what's, like... He's like, yeah, so they don't deal, they don't really talk to the government or whatever, or like have much dealings with them. We certainly don't deal with them. They just happen to be the fifth most powerful noble house for some reason. And they don't talk to anyone and don't tell anyone what they're doing. And we're not allowed to ask any questions about them. (laughs) Never. Yeah, that whole thing is just a bit much. (laughs) I I hope they they actually talk, because we have four episodes left in this arc. Like what? After, after what we've covered today, we have four episodes left in this arc. No fucking way. Yep. So you're a liar. In the <laughs> that doesn't the make next, any sense. In the next two weeks, they have to go into what the fuck this clan's deal is. I, I, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, you see, Sam. that doesn't make any sense. I'm so pissed off right now. <laughs> I've got there's four episodes left. We got two more recordings of this. Yeah. What the. Well, you I'm see. so pissed off because the last episode's gonna be wind down, so we've got three episodes of this left, like realistically. Yes. Yeah. Fuck me. What the hell? My, oh my, my god. My favorite thing is, uh, it turns out uh, the Casamiogi clan's deal is just that Bakoto exists. I think that is their whole deal. It's that does just... seem to be there. I think that oh, the, this the episode act- <laughs> presents a mystery about uh, Bakoto, which is eliminated in the first 15 seconds of the next episode. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's like a mystery that's brought up and it just kind of like evaporates immediately. It's so fucking funny. No, my uh, my assumption personally is that the Kasumiyoji clan is just the clan that the other four noble houses like use to launder all their money. Oh my mm-hmm. god. I, I really hope we get, like, a hand-wavy, like, one-sentence explanation of what's going on with this clan. Uh, it's, again, the problem is, 
four episodes at this point is both too much and too little. Yeah. Right? Like, at this point, they might as well be dusting off their hands and be like, okay, we've got two episodes left. We 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 know this is all coming down from the Kasumi Oji family. Let's just go in and fucking <laughs> kidnap the leader, right? Like, let's, let's arrest uh, Kumoi, and then we'll be done with it. Um... Or they need to, like, actually lay some groundwork for what's happening next, because they have not done that. Yeah, we, I, I have some thoughts about what happens, like, in the next episode, and I, I, I'm very curious to see what y'all think, but we'll, we'll get there. The other thing that Ukitake and Shinsui discuss is the situation with Ichigo, but they don't really say jack shit about it. They're just like, hey, this sure is still happening. They're like, man, he really has a gift of, like, coming in and finding out, like, our deep, dark secrets and stirring up shit whenever he shows up, doesn't he? And I'm like, yeah, so why don't you ever goddamn listen to him? Well, we're all <laughs> right. cops, so we have to listen to our orders, you see. Mm-hmm. Um, but Amagai and Ichigo's group are, like, running, and Amagai receives a hell butterfly. As it turns out, Kira has found Rudy Chio. While going after Kibune, which I don't remember this ever fucking happening. Um, but she's on squad three grounds, apparently, which means that Kibune, probably definitely evil. Oh, yeah. You know, we, we saw, uh, so Rurichio lockpicked her way out of her cage, and then a bunch right. of ninjas appeared, and she was like, yes. shit, I guess it's not that easy after all. And that, Kira was that like, is what happened. looking in from a window, and as he was mm -hmm. looking in from a window... Uh, the ninja started taking away Ruri, and then Kira was like, I guess I'm gonna go save the- Oh god, there's so many ninjas here to kill me. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a fucking Sherlock Holmes novel that's, like, not written. It's just not written. No, none of this makes any sense. Yeah. And then Kira killed, like, 24 ninjas, and then Kibuna <laughs> showed up and being like, Bro, she's already gone. What you gonna do, bitch? Let's fight. And then it's like the start of this episode. There we go. Yeah, that's how we got there. Okay, we're, we're all caught up. I figured it out. Yep. Uh-huh. If you're curious as to what happened, uh, you might want to listen to the last episode of this podcast. <laughs> but I don't know that it'll actually elucidate anything, given our current circumstances. God. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe uh, this was the best time to take a month-long break. Maybe. When you think about it. This uh, is gold. <laughs> Amagai decides that the gang needs to reach the grounds through a specific route, as currently all the squads have assigned sections of the Serate to watch over. This is basically just Amagai going, hey, this was established at the beginning of the episode, and we're just following through on that. He, uh, there is a, there's a, a part here where Ruki is like, what the fuck? The squads have, like, assigned areas that they're sticking to? What the fuck bullshit is this? And then Amagai's like, yeah, it's the start of the squads working together, so they'll be more, like, integrated and won't be, like, as siloed off. And I'm here, I'm here yelling, like, the only reason you can move about unseen, which is a glaring flaw in their security, is because they're all in their own sections working together. <laughs> And at one point, they clarified that there's lanes between the zones. It's it's just so funny because none of their strategy accounts for the idea that one of them might turn against the rest of them and join up with Ichigo, even though plenty of the captains think that might happen. <laughs> right. Yes. Or, again, I cannot emphasize this enough. Someone might move between the security zones. 
Yeah. They they establish that there's spaces between them. Yeah, they're just like the security zone is this block and this block, but and then there's a one the... block like yeah. space between the zones. I th- I think it's just like one road, but it's still like one road that's not being covered by either. Why team wouldn't on you side. cover right? it if you're trying to cover everything? Why wouldn't you cover it? Well, you yeah, see, it's, it's all about the sections. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It's so confusing. What are you doing? No, I got it. I I know exactly how to make this make sense. Sure. All, sure. All the sections actually like the map is actually one hundred percent covered. However, I'm a guy knows. All of these dudes are cops. No one's going to do the actual full, like, length of their thing. They're going to, like, stop one road before on one side and stop one road before on the other side. And if everyone does that, that means there's clear, like, one or two road lanes in between each section. Mm, okay, Better could safe. be. He's then, just gambling on the laziness of the average Soul Reaper. <laughs> then I want Amagai to have said, don't worry, I know how cops work. And then just right. do it. Like, <laughs> come on, <laughs> it's not that hard. Come on. Um, at this point, we get a cut to Yachiru and Kenpachi as she asks him if he's going after Ichigo, and he's like, "Nah, I don't feel like it." But you know, I was one of those captains that was present for Amagai's captain exam. Don't worry, we did not forget that plot point. I promise. <laughs> I just love that she brings she like. I actually really like this conversation because, like, Same. He, cl- he knows it's like, okay, Ichigo is here to, like, not fight me, obviously. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to get a good fight. So what's the, what even is the fucking point of chasing him down? Like, that would be boring. right. Um, yeah, no, fuck this. And then Yashiro's like, so you were one of the two dudes who, like, went to with uh, Yamamoto, right? And he's like, yeah, but whatever. I don't fucking like that guy. Stop talking about him. Change he, the subject. He openly says he was tricked into it by Yamamoto. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was like, hey, Kabachi, uh, I'm going to sh- find you a strong opponent. And then he shows up. Hey, where's the strong opponent? It's like, wait, what? Oh, look at that guy. Oh, he did the thing. Congratulations, you're a witness. Sign here. <laughs> don't worry. We do things by the book here. <laughs> <laughs> so by the book? Ah, uh, we cut Squad 3 barracks where Amagai and gang have arrived. They move out and see a group in the forest is carrying someone. Uh, at this point, Ruki is written out of the scene as she's assigned to follow behind with Kanogi, while Ichigo and Amagai move ahead to pursue. Um, and then at this point, this entire part just stops mattering for the rest of the episode. Um, because all about Kibune and Kira, baby. Um... Oh, importantly, also, the, the like, goober squad that was hanging on with Kibune uh, has been, like, told, hey, go, like, help Kira or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, the, the people who are constantly just like, oh, man, isn't Kira, like, the lamest fucking lieutenant ever? I fucking hate that guy. These guys. They're, they're the ones who are going to help him. And th- oh, yeah. thus begins my favorite scene in this entire episode. Um, So, at this point... Kibune laments the Bakoto being too much for his grunts, and then he attacks Kira. Kira's, bu- Kira's bullies arrive to inform him that Amagai and Ichigo are after the princess, and Kibune just kind of patiently waits and lets them, like, talk. Uh-huh. Um, and they're confused and appalled to see that Kibune and Kira are fighting, and that Kibune might be evil. 
So they go, hey, are you evil? And he gives them a firm yes by calling them small fish and saying he'll kill them. It's Yeah, I'm evil, I'll kill you! <laughs> they literally ask if he's evil! It's so funny. I will give the show this much. I have been expecting these guys to, like, become his lackeys wielding Bakotos. Oh, yeah. The entire season. The entire time. So the fact that they, like, hey, bro, are are you good? And he's like, no. What show have you guys no, been watching? No, I'm the devil. <laughs> no, I'm the Joker, baby. And, like, like assume, so the fact that the, the show actually has him, like, say that and then just, like, start attacking them, I'm like... You know what? Good on you. Like, I was surprised by this turn of events. Somewhat. Yeah, no, I, I genuinely love this. It's incredibly silly, and it continues to be incredibly silly for, like, a couple minutes. Because uh, he calls right. for Rapu, uh, you know, like he does. Uh, and he launches it at them in an exceedingly silly sequence. Um, basically, like, he launches it at them, and they, like, all dodge out of the way, and one of them starts rolling down the stairs. And then... Rapu just, like, flies over the guy who's rolling down the stairs. And then Kira uses the hooked end of Wabisuke to grab the handle and launch it back at Kibune. <laughs> Which, Hell yeah. I will admit, that part, pretty dope. Wabisuke is just a cool sword. I don't know what to tell you. It Wabisuke is really is the best. cool. It is incre- incredibly funny, though, how all three of them, like, dive roll into the stairs to like dodge the move and also hit their heads and fall unconscious immediately yes. <laughs> like, it, like uh spoilers for final fantasy 15 it is akin to the end of final fantasy 15 where it's like no noctis you have to fight the bad guy all your brothers are asleep don't worry about all that like brotherhood <laughs> yeah. theming for the rest of the game no nope, they're nope, all nope, asleep nope. it's for you and you alone it's very funny, yeah. Um, there's also a point here, and maybe this will come up later, so I'm speaking out of turn, but um, there's definitely a point where they ask about, or they don't ask. There's definitely a point where Kira is explaining Wabisuke, right? Mm-hmm. And he says, your sword, uh, Deppu, is... Six times heavier than it normally yes. is. And I got so fucking pissed off. I'm like, where the fuck did you get six? How you can't get six from how the power works. That's so interesting, because like, my subtitles did the standard twice its weight. No, see, that's the thing. He says, he, he says, my, my Zanpakuto Wabisuke has the power to double things weight whenever it gets attacked. Your sword is now six times heavier. <laughs> Fucking wild. It's like, wait. It's like, I think they're trying to say that they did it, um, that he hit them right three times. But that doesn't work. No, right. Because that would only be if it's just like a flat times two of base weight every time. But that's not how it works. We we know it's explicitly explicitly that. Yeah, right. It's explicitly the opposite of that. It's explicitly additive. Um, or not additive, two, but four, uh, exponential. Right. Like, that's a huge part of how it's supposed to work. Um, Like, one of the defining moments of his time in the Soul Society arc. Yeah, it's he, he says this right after uh, 
because like we they have this this sequence i think right before or right after uh kibune says and i even switched to the english dub version just to hear him say it when he's like your dull bladed sword is a bad match for my repu <laughs> oh yeah i again i've been watching this in english uh the dub work here is very bad very shoddy repu you love to hear it shaka ho god what did you say shaka ho <laughs> i wanted to say that and then like do a shocker <laughs> <laughs> I I I need this. I need this in my life. Who voices Kira in the dub? I don't remember. I couldn't tell you. Hmm. Alas. Uh, what I will say is, once he launches it back at Kibuna, Kibuna is like, "Whoa, it's all like heavy and stuff." Uh, and then Kira's like, "Explain your goals, villain." Uh, and Kibuna, Kibuna at this point. Uh, explains his very, very, very complex motivations. Um, he just wants to be the strongest Soul Reaper. That's it. Yep. Um, he he uses wind powers to like use Rapu anyway, uh, which Kira gets slit. Which, which, to be fair, I wrote this before watching the second episode because that's not actually what's going on. But it looks like he just uses wind powers to just use Rapu anyway. Right. Um, yeah, well, like, we we have seen him, like, seemingly telekinetically control Repu, and, like, yes. that's how he has been using it across this arc. Right, he we just, ju- like, we just get the stands still and then flings it around. Kira gets slammed into the wall by it and through, like, the wall and into a building, basically. And then he hides as Kivune follows him into the building. And this is an equally funny scene because Kibune refuses to look around anywhere for Kira, and Kira's just, like, two floors above him, like, standing on the stairs. But he's just like, where are you? Come out of hiding. It's it's very, very good. It's, it's like a fucking, mm-hmm. like, Splinter Cell stealth sequence. Like, come on. It's incredibly funny. He is akin to an NPC with a set patrol route. Um, that being said... Uh, he promises Kira a swift death if he comes out of hiding, and then Kira's like, but, but Kibune, you're already powerful. Don't you think you could use that power to be a good cop? And Kibune's like, no. Lol, Lamau. Do you have any idea how, how much I sacrificed for Rapu? Um, and Which, no, lo- I don't. <laughs> no, <laughs> none of us the, do. You don't talk the backstory- to anybody. And the backstory he gives doesn't actually clarify that concern. Not for me, no, anyway. It doesn't. It does I not. I really love his backstory. I, I like his backstory, don't get me wrong. But but it does not clarify what he means by how much he's sacrificed for Rapu. <laughs> um, so he locates Kira at this point by looking up and angrily launches Rapu at him. And Kira's like, haha, you've caught, I've caught you in my trap. And he flash steps, and then he hits the fucker with a fireball. <laughs> um, just as Kira's about to land the killing blow, uh, Kibune pulls out a deus ex, I mean a Bakota, and uh, calls back Rapu. Um, Kira gets launched back outside, and has no idea what he's just seen, despite having seen like 12 of these before. <laughs> uh, Kibune walks out of the burning building, and is fucking pissed. 
The Pakoto looks to him as he feeds it his energy, and Kira's like, what the fuck even is that? Uh, and K- Kibuna gives us the biggest fucking giant plot point drop ever. It's the secret weapon of the Kasumioji clan, which we already knew. <laughs> they just wanted to tell us again, I guess. <laughs> um, according to Kibune, its power could grow endlessly, which again, we already knew this. We've known this since like episode six of this season. <laughs> Dude fucking loves power. He has it, but he was never recognized for it. Uh, so dude fucking loves power, has it, was never recognized for it. And then we get a flashback to his time in the academy, where it was top of the class in all his academics, quote. <laughs> uh, turns out, wait, I'm seeing a, a notification, did, nope, our thing didn't die, y'all are just being real quiet, alright. <laughs> just making sure, I was very afraid for a second there. Uh, but... Top of the class and all of that, all of his academics, never got noticed by any of the court guard squads. Uh, he asked why he wasn't allowed to join, but he's told that his grades aren't the only requirement and that he needs to think about what he lacks, which is the least direction ever. It's really funny, though. It is really funny. It is extremely funny, but I'm like, at the same time, I'm like, you are the teacher who, like, presumably should be, like, helping him figure that out, right? Nah. Nah, just, this fucking kid doesn't need to get into the Gote 13. He's fine. He'll figure it out. He's smart. He's got top top of the line grades. Oh yeah, he'll get there. But, he'll figure. You know. But what if the everyone's on vibes are rancid? Has, have, right. has anyone ever thought of that? Has anyone ever asked that important question? I really wish that this guy had just gone right up to Kibune and be like, "But I don't know how to tell you this, but the Gote 13 isn't interested in you because your vibes." Kind of fucking rancid. <laughs> Dude, it's stinky. Uh, it, it is very, very stinky, is the thing. Uh, Kibune, furiously trained for years at this point. Uh, just to get a Shikai, which, like, weak. Uh, finally getting accepted upon attaining it. Uh, and then he killed so many fucking hollows, dude. Like, way more than everyone else. Uh, he killed a lot of hollows, is the thing. It's at this point, though, it's revealed that his fighting style was brought into question and almost got him banished because he would just kind of go after the hollows and let all his comrades die. Very I funny. love this, the, like the way that this flashback shows this, because th- you see, you see a big hollow. There's a guy who jumps in front of it and then Kibude comes in from the side and slashes through the hollow and basically through the guy's back at the same time and he's like hell yeah killed that hollow and everyone's like what the fuck bro what if you like look you almost killed your teammate and he's just like these people just don't understand me i don't know why they care about a weakling why does why doesn't everyone like me <laughs> and dude like, played tomb 2016 it's wild he played Doom 2016 one time, and he was like, I know how to fight. <laughs> like, I fucking love just how, like, completely oblivious, like, because he's there, and he's like, I don't, for some reason, they couldn't handle, like, how cool I was, and they were like, oh, you you just, like, putting people in danger, and he, like, genuinely can't comprehend people why it's I'm wrong. People always speaking the truth. 
And I'm just like, yes, this is perfect. This man is like woke up the most rancid vibes in the world. And he's just like, why can't anyone understand me? Just the most like bullshit uh, narcissist just it's ever. so I, weird. I figured it out. It's so pathetic. I it I, I've solved the riddle. Uh, Kibune is like this. Because he he's convinced that everybody else hates him for being gay, but the fact is he hates him for being gay. Damn, makes you think. Could be. <laughs> makes you think. <laughs> it also could be that he thinks that everyone hates him because he's gay, but everyone hates him because his vibes are fucked. Yeah, yeah I think that might be it. Uh, so during his, uh, during his time, uh, you know, being put on probation, because that's what happens, people are like, yeah, well, I guess you let your squad mates die, but, uh, probation's fine, you're just never gonna become an officer. You can stay on the squad, though, it's fine. Right, yeah. The Soul Society Union is incredibly powerful, you see. <laughs> it's very Which... hard to fire a Soul Reaper. <laughs> it's incredibly hard to fire a Soul Reaper. I I'm glad it's a union job, at least. <laughs> I'm not. Police unions can get fucked. You're right. You're right. You're right. I immediately uh, redact my statement. Uh, don't worry about it. Uh, so he gets frustrated by this, naturally. Um, and eventually, he's ordered to join the expedition squad. During his time there, he encountered the, Bok the Bokoto. That's, that's literally all the explanation we get, was during his time in the expedition squad... He found a fucking Bakoto. Um, now at this like, point, you <laughs> you're going. gonna have some questions, like what, how, where, and why is the Bakoto this far? Don't worry, the show doesn't give a right. shit. Is this where ba where Bakoto were discovered? Right? Is this the origin point? It doesn't. It, the show hand waves this incredibly quickly. It's just he found one. That's it. Um, he never looked back from this point, though, because using the power of the Bakoto, he believed he'd no longer be ignored. But that's not enough. Now he needs more power so that every Unlimited Reaper... power! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Kamoi's our Palpatine, but you know, Kibune is like a baby Palpatine. He's like getting there, but he's like a baby right. gay Palpatine. I mean... Put Kibune, especially, like, glasses-off angry Kibune, next to episode 3 Anakin. Oh, know? yeah. Yep. Okay, yeah, no, I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> Just far, far less likable. Have you heard the tale of Darth Bakoto the Wise? <laughs> that was nothing. That was nothing. I'm so sorry that everybody has to deal with that. Even my wife is looking at me like, what the fuck was that one? <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> they, they mouthed I thought it was good <laughs> so I have approval <laughs> yeah. um, so using the power of the Bakoto believed no longer be ignored needs more power Kira comments to himself that the Bakoto has consumed Kibune's heart and buddy I don't know about that because I don't think he had one in the first place yeah that's kind of like a thing with him uh, I mean, I guess we're the ones who saw the flashback. Kira didn't really get that backstory as far as right. I'm aware. Unless Kibuna that whole time was, like, explaining his flashback. <laughs> being like, and then I got fired. <laughs> like, right. I, I don't, I don't think know. that happened. And here's the thing. In English, it's different, I think, if this is the lines that I'm thinking of. Which, um, he responds... You've been so busy in your quest for power 
You wanted to control it, but now that power's all that's controlling you. Damn, thanks, Spider-Man symbiote arc. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, come on. <laughs> it's not that hard. Like, I wanted, I, I, I genuinely really wanted to believe that either of the villains in this season would have, like, a motivation that was, like, decently interesting. But oh, so no. far, neither of them is shaping up to have that at all. I do think it's really funny that Kira's like, No, Kibune, don't you see? This, in your quest to power, this power is controlling you. And when in reality, it's just like, no, Kira, he just has rancid vibes. He's always been like this. Right, he just sucks. He's just like that. I don't know how to tell you this, Kira. I'm sorry, but he's just like that. Right, it doesn't make me happy to announce this, but he stinks. He does stink. Kibune, like, okay, 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 okay. Kibune, Karia. What what's the rating here? What what what's the vibe? Which one's better? Which Karia? Karia's the uh bount. Bount villain. Oh, uh definitely Karia. Yeah, I think, I, I'm also like on hands Karia down. That's side. not that's not even a that's not even a comment, I honestly. haven't watched the Bount arc since well, a long, boy, long I time have a ago. For you. Oh no, I know. I was listen I listened <laughs> to some of those episodes. I'm gonna say Karia just because I don't want to reckon with what it might mean if the answer is... Because the, the thing with Karya is, he has he has a stupid motivation, but he has a motivation. Uh, as ever-shifting as it may be in the last couple of episodes. And mm-hmm. he does have a lot of, like, cool, like, characterful moments throughout that arc. Um, He's also a vampire, which I feel like is, like, basically, like, 20 points in his favor as far as I'm concerned. Sure. Yeah, that's a lot of free. That's a big freebie, to be honest. It's a weird fucked up soul vampire, and he, like, jokerfies some dudes, but it's fine. That's pretty much straight out of the vampire playbook, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Um, So, after this point where Kira, like, makes that comment, uh, Kibune's just fucking going off about Kira having no talent and how people... Uh, who are losers deserve to die because weakness is a crime or whatever because he's just like the world's most fucked up cop by which i mean he's just kind of a standard cop yep uh he makes a jab about how kira couldn't stop Gein, and kira gets real angry and the fight continues with kibune preparing the killing blow as the episode ends and that's it that's all that episode is yeah it's a whole lot of here's the backstory here's kibune's backstory i guess his backstory is he was just kind of a fucker he was just a bad dude he was a little piece of shit who was born a piece of shit and will die one too and then he found a sword in the desert right they go here's the rub guys we saved the budget for the next episode but the bad news is the next episode was directed by Zack snyder so we use a lot of slow-mo yeah (laughs) it's kind of funny the next episode also has some real jank keyframes yeah like i i think there are some parts where next episode looks really good uh but sure. like there's also just some stuff that's just like hmm, this sure did happen at like two frames per second yes exactly it's very interesting in that regard uh hmm. what was the post credits bit this time sam uh so basically we just get like a really quick quincy encyclopedia where uh udu senior is like talking about 
Oh yeah, the the Quincy's battle outfit. It's based on like whatever contemporary fashion of the times is, and the personal taste of, of the course. Quincy in question. And yeah, wow. Then Ishin's like, and here's what this guy looked like in his battle outfit. Then that gets shot out of his hands, and he's like, nope, I'm going to fucking kill you. Why are you even still in my hospital? The bit does not work for me because of the fact it, it's it's literally it's just the camera work in that. We get like a front-on shot hmm. of Ishin holding the po- like the photo, but it's just like drawn as blank. Like there's nothing on there. We don't even get to see like a scribble that like suggests something is on there. Fascinating. So it, it's just like that's why the bit doesn't work for me. I feel like if it had just kept Ishin from the back and we didn't get to see the photo at all, like I think mm-hmm. I would have liked the bit a bit more. But well, I, th- I think the implication is he's holding it so that he can see the photo. Okay, that I guess that makes more sense. So he is showing us the back of the photo, which doesn't matter. It just gets obliterated and doesn't exist. Um, yeah. But it, it is kind of a non-joke, nonetheless. Yeah, oh, just, yeah. here's, a, here's the, a, the Quincy thing. They're nominally based on contemporary fashion. Somewhat. Which, of course, is why they all look like Nazis from the 1940s. Of course. Oh, yeah, yeah it was the contemporary fashion at the time. <laughs> right. Don't like <laughs> it's, that. <laughs> it's not contemporary, but it was in vogue uh, a thousand years ago, apparently. Jesus Christ. Fucking hate bleach sometimes. Uh, that being said, we should probably call it for a break. Let's do it. Let's get right back into it with episode 185, Ice and Flame, Fierce Fight of Amagai versus Hitsugaya, which I feel is perhaps overstating the yeah, fierceness of this that's, fight. Yeah, um, that's uh, false like advertising, it's a little pal. premature. Like, it's I a mean, little premature, right? Like, they, they, yes. they do clash, like, That doesn't... But... <laughs> no, but I, I don't think the fight continues next episode. No, what? Uh, but they're describing something that ostensibly doesn't happen this time. Yeah, well, they they fiercely clash. <laughs> yeah, there's like one, one clash. Sword swipe with ice and flame. Mm. But anyways, we'll we'll get into it because it's like the last thing that happens in the episode. Um, but so the last time on for this episode says Kibune reached out to the Kasumiyuji clan for power, but the flashback that we actually got implied that he found the sword while he was wandering the wilds during the, like, 50-year period he was exiled with the uh, expedition force. Correct. Which, which like, it does bring to question, if you found this thing while you're, like, way the fuck out there, how do you know it's a Kasumiyoji thing? It's a secret that they have those things. Right, Why again, I know? assumed that it was the opposite. <laughs> I assumed that he found them and then brought them back to the Kasumiyoji clan somehow. But no, they don't really worry about it. Yeah, and then, and like, the these questions are like, they would make sense for, like, how the series has been kind of going. Like, okay, yeah, that is kind of like a mystery, and like, that is kind of like a big deal that the Katsumi Uji clan has. But the, the previously on is like, 
No, he reached out to the Kasumiyoji clan f- to gain power, and right. then he got it in the form of his yep. Makoto. And I'm like, wait, but that's that's not what you showed us last episode. What gets Anyways. me about us having four episodes left is that Kimoi is in neither of these episodes. <laughs> that is correct. Maybe for the better. They're 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 like storing up so that then he will be able to go unlimited power. God, they're really they're holding so. all the Kumoi in reserve, yeah. I, I The strategic Kumoi reserves. To be fair, Kumoi, also a fucking stock standard villain, but I like him a hell of a lot more than Kibune. Oh, yeah. You know, just compress your Kumoi. <laughs> Kumoi.jpg, give him to me. Oh, he's got so many artifacts. He's deep fried. I mean, he's handing his artifacts out left and right to all his ninja minions. It's true. <laughs> there, yes, he does have artifacts. They're called Bakoto, in fact. So anyway, Kira's about to die, but he blocks it, much to Kabune's annoyance. And Kabune's like, why are you even still fighting? And Kira's like, why the fuck did you come to Squad 3? Like, if you want to be the strongest dude, it's not in Squad 3 that you're going to do it. Like, the fuck's your problem? <laughs> That's for, that's for Squad 11, my guy. Right. Uh, and he's like, oh, I did it to get, like, a like a good, like, position. He, he basically just wanted it on his resume, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, but it does, like, at this point, it's all chaos. It doesn't matter if people, like, know of, his, of like, how Mm-mm. evil he is, I guess. And Kira just, like, knocks down his weapon because he's so fucking pissed. He's like, you don't mm-hmm. think of your comrades. It's like, yeah, no, that's... Yeah, what, that's what, what I've been you telling been you. I've been saying that. Uh, so Kira gets like really ticked off. They fight a little bit more. Kira's telling Kibune that he'll he'll never be the strongest this way. And then Kira gets to drop on him a f- couple of times. Like he like slides under and get kicks him. He like throws a fireball in his face. Kira's like, bro, you've been under control of the sword this whole time. Uh, and he's like, yeah, I got fooled and I couldn't do any shit with, like, my captain's betrayal or whatever, because I was, like, PTSD codependent, but, you know, I still gotta keep fighting. I'm still, like, a dude. I have a job to do. I have pride. So <laughs> Kira presses his attack, starts to destroy the Bakoto that's on Repu itself, uh, which turns out is the only thing that makes it so Kibune can, like, make the thing fly, which also means is the only reason he could ignore the weight change effect. So now he's like, uh, my sword's stuck on the ground. <laughs> ah, shit, mm-hmm. he says. I, I suck again. Ah, oh, I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> so Kibune basically just says, fuck you, time for sickle mode. And he lets the Pakoto on his arm start climbing all over his shoulders. And his eyes and mouth start spewing fire. <laughs> it's it's there's, so ridiculous. There's like one shot where I'm like, okay, yeah, no, I can vibe with this. This looks cool. And then like every other shot following is just like the silliest fucking way they could have drawn this. Mm-hmm. He just turns into a mid-game persona NPC, but like yeah. that guy. <laughs> it's it's so embarrassing <laughs> that he has turned into this. God. Uh, the three goobers like wake up to see Kibune's monster mode and Bleach.sad starts playing as the Kira and Kibune rush forward in a final clash and at the end of which Kibune collapses on the ground and burns alive. <laughs> it's Sometimes like, you gotta do it to him. That's, that's <laughs> how it happens. It's just like 
you have Bleach.Sad playing, and then, like, on the one hand, you have Kira, who's like, I must protect Squad 3, and then on the other side, you've got Kibune with fire spewing out of his mouth and eyes going, yeah, 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 like, yeah, that's funny, yeah. very sad. On the one hand, I'm like, yeah, I'm here for some personal development for Kira. But on the other hand, I wish wish he wasn't like spewing his own personal development at a man on fire. <laughs> yeah, and I I wouldn't even consider this development at all. Kira's mm-hmm. just like, I protect the dudes that I am coworkers with. Right. Even I'm though bound they're like by my obligation and duty. Yeah, and it's like it's not like this is a thing that he wa- he wasn't doing previously. He's just. You know, like I do, I do like that he's like reaffirming his values, and he's like, "I'm mad because this is like sure," who I am. but he's also like, "Yeah, I'm doing my job is what I'm doing." Yeah, he's like, "I'm collecting my paycheck here." <laughs> my favorite part of this se- section is he he at least in the sub I was watching straight up goes, "I protect my friends," and I'm yeah. like, "Buddy, these guys have been like shitting on you since episode one of this season." <laughs> Oh, yeah. They are barely co-workers. They are most definitely not your friends. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, elsewhere, Soifan is thinking about Amagai's defection. She's like, damn, that's gonna cause problems. I wonder what's up with that Ichigo boy. He had thoughts behind his pupils. He was like, try to get me to listen to him or something. That's weird <laughs> and then yoroichi shows up to like tease her i guess and she's just like just fucking listen to the kid come on <laughs> like would it really be the end of the world god I, I i once again must ask you all to consult the flow chart i made like last time we recorded because it's <laughs> fucking accurate as hell yeah oh uh, it really is honestly oh uh, <laughs> but yeah at this point yamagai and ichigo continue pursuing the ninjas Eventually, they, like, pincer one of them between them, and he, like, throws Ruri up into the air to try to maybe get the sneak, like, a sneak attack on one of them, but they easily defeat him. And turns out, they were chasing a fake. They just have a large Ruricio puppet in their hands now. Yeah, I want to imagine, like, along with the guy who just, like, hides in the little girl costume, I want to imagine they just have a guy that makes Ruricio puppets. Yeah, that's what I I was thinking. I love that for them. I'm like, you must have made this quick, or do you have a yeah dedicated guy for this? What's going on here? I bet they have a dedicated guy because I could see them having a supply of like stand-in puppets to like put on a carriage or something for as like a body double, you know. Could also just be a good secondary market, you know, just like merch. Also, also that like imagine uh, once she actually takes control of the clan, she's gonna be real popular. Just you wait, like. <laughs> There's one puppet guy who's like, I'm gonna make fucking bank. You see, what what happened is, uh, Kamoi simply hopped on over to Naruto for, like, five seconds. He's mm-hmm. like, hey, can I borrow Sasori? And they're like, yeah, you, go ahead and take him. Nobody likes this guy anyway. And then Sasori's like, yeah, I'll make you a puppet. Do you want it to have, like, fucked up blades and shit? No, no. I, I just want it to be mm-hmm. a little girl. Just then what's uh, the yeah. point? <laughs> I could put so many blades in this little in this little girl. I have the world's most deadly poison. No, no, it, she, she's just a little girl. We we don't even need strings. She's just a little girl. Sasori would kill them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what the Sasori fuck do you would. mean? You, like, what the fuck do you mean you don't need strings? Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a puppet. That's a doll. You. That's dolt. a doll. <laughs> well, but we want you to give it like a ventriloquist's mouth. 
<laughs> we won't use it, but we want you to put it on there. We do want you we to put it on there. We just want it there so that when it, when someone's holding it in their arms, the head will loll about and the mouth will open unsettlingly. Right. It's it, like, oh, well, in that case, that's that's puppet core. That's yeah. puppet core. Do, and do not yeah. worry. We will toss it in the air at least once. Once again, uh, puppet pilled saucery shows it to the doll cells. <laughs> God. At this point, Amogai receives a message from the Cooper Squad about like the the Kibune situation. They all join up. Renji also shows up, having sensed Kira fighting, and like Amogai's like on his defensive, and he's like, "No, I'm their friends." Like, yeah, I I've been their friend for a long time. He's like, "I'm the one who's asking you guys to let me help them." Like, what the fuck? <laughs> why would you think I'm here to fight? Uh, he asks them like, "Hey, why didn't you come ask me to help?" Like, come on. Come on, give me a rundown. What the fuck is happening? Uh, I'm a guy like recruits him to the cause, and then he immediately just says like, "Take this Bakodo, wham, <laughs> to Yamamoto." While the rest of the heavy hitters like go to the Kasumiyuji uh, mansion. If they're Trump, and I actually like the thing he says here because it it makes sense, and it makes sense why the rest of this arc like turns into kind of like a a bit of a rushed. No, we don't have time to explain. We have to like fucking go. Because he says, mm -hmm. if their trump card was Kibune, like, if Kibune was their, like, last resort, and he got his ass kicked, now's the point where they're going to get desperate, and if they're desperate in panic, Ruri's life is, like, in immediate danger. They Like, they probably don't have time, so we need to get her out, like, now. Right, yeah, that, that one tracks, for sure. Yeah, and that, like kind of kicks off the urgency for the rest of the thing in the same way that the at the end of the bount arc there's a point where they say there are bombs everywhere in soul society that are going to explode right that's so funny <laughs> I, I i what i'm like noticing about this arc is i i feel like we had like a decently strong start where things could have really gone either way of being like this could be either really cliche or really interesting and then they just dropped the ball at every point they could. Oh, like, yeah. Like, in these last several episodes. But, like, in a way that's, like, really fucking funny. So, like, I don't even really mind that much. It's just, like, really silly at every point. <laughs> yeah, it's preposterous. It, it's absurd. And I'll give them this much. I have no fucking idea what the ending's gonna be like. No. Yeah, me either. I oh. actually, actually, wait, 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 wait. No, I think I do have an idea. I think I know exactly where this is gonna go. So I, I figured it out. I know how they're gonna write Amagai out of the show. So uh -huh. what, what's gonna happen is Ichigo and Kamoi are gonna get into a fight, right? But Ichigo's not gonna be strong enough to defeat Kamoi. Amagai has to step up to the plate. And Amagai and Kamoi are gonna strike each other down at the same time. That's what's going to happen. They're yeah, going to both guess. kill each other. Mm -hmm. And then they can just pretend like it never happened. <laughs> just like we will. <laughs> yeah, so back to the fight the in progress. <laughs> while all this is happening, Ukitake is like delaying his squad's de deployment because he just thinks it's all bullshit and doesn't want to do any work, which, sure. Uh, and Yoruchi shows up to like talk to him, I guess. Uh, and then we get Renji just pushing his way all the way to Yamamoto's office. Like, his lieutenant is there. And Renji's like, get the fuck out of my way, old man. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> and he just drops the chunk of mutant sword on Yamamoto's desk. After there is like a really good moment where he opens the door, Yamamoto turns his head from his desk, and he's like, "What's all this?" Then and Reggie's like, Ugh. <laughs> "Wait, I have to give him evidence." <laughs> I, my favorite part about this whole sequence is that he does just kind of plop the Bakoto onto Yamamoto's desk. Yamamoto just, like, has this look of, oh, shit, I fucked up. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, calls all of the rest, like, of the fucking Soul Reapers, and he's like, hey, call off the fight. Fucked it up. Everybody go ahead and get over to fucking Kasumioji or whatever. I don't, I don't care. Also, did either of you remember that this guy's name is Sasakibe? No. No. <laughs> Alright, just checking. <laughs> Nobody remembers the name of the first lieutenant. He he was in one fight so far, and it was he it was a three-on-one versus Ichigo, and he got clowned. Yep. Meanwhile, Hitsugaya is guarding the door to the Kasumiyoji estate because he's like, obviously Ichigo and Kuro are going to come here. Like, duh. Ichigo, I know you're hiding behind that corner. Fucking come out. (laughs) (laughs) Rukia attempts diplomacy, and Hitsugaya says, Sure, I'll listen to what you have to say. Come with me to the general, to the captain commander, and we're gonna talk about it. And I'm a guy, because of the aforementioned, like, sense of urgency, he's like, fuck it, I'm going to attack the captain, you two, like, keep going. Uh, Ichigo and Rukia run in, because time is ticking. Rangiku stands in their way, so Rukia jumps in and says, Alright, Ichigo, who is, like, holding Shu under one arm <laughs> still? And it's like, alright, go go raise some havoc, Ichigo. Hitsugaya asks Amagai to stand down, throws out some ice dragon bullshit, and Amagai responds with his fiery K-blade. There it is, the clash. The clash there of fire is. and ice. Now time for credits. <laughs> Meanwhile, well... Yamamoto says, hey, fucking everyone, the Kasubiyoji are traitors. Run inside and get some evidence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He just says this to, ev- to I guess, everyone on, like, Soul Society ground. I don't know. So, I don't know if this actually reaches Amagai and Hitsugaya, or if it's, like, the idea is it reaches only the people who are, like, relatively close to where he is. But it is implying that, like, someone's going to show up and tell Hitsugaya, hey, ev- new orders, everyone go inside. Right. Stand down immediately. This fight isn't going to happen. I'm doubtful that they're going to keep fighting next episode. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, Ichigo keeps fighting off some ninjas while holding Chu under one arm, which is really funny. And the, the kid's like, oh, maybe she's back there because we were never allowed to go at, like, the back half of the mansion. So, you know, it's probably where they are. I, 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 will, I will say this in credit of the episode. While I, I do think it's really, really choppy and rough, the sequence of Ichigo beating down those ninjas while he's holding Shu is probably my favorite, like, animated sequence in this entire episode, because it just looks mm. very fun. And, sure. like, I, I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, there's also, at the very start of the episode, when Amagai and Ichigo are running, there's a part where, like, both, they're running after two ninjas, and then Amagai jumps forward to fight one of the ninjas and tells Ichigo to keep running. Uh, that part just has, like, 
you have Ichigo running across the screen, and at the same time, you have Amagai and the ninja going in the other direction, exchanging, like, 50 sword mm-hmm. slashes. And it looks great. It's just this yep. nice little, like, oh, there it goes. Because <laughs> it, it looks to me like um, what they were trying to do with, like, the fight stuff the, this episode when they weren't, like, Zack Snydering it and making it all slow-mo um, was, like, it seems like they were trying to animate on the twos uh, for, like, a good amount of, like, the fight here. But, like, sometimes it works really well, and it doesn't feel like they really figured out when to use that technique. So some parts look really good and really fluid in, like, a cool way, and I appreciate it. And then other parts just look really, really choppy and rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I do appreciate that they, like, at least tried to do that. Because it does, like, when it pans out, it looks great. Yep. Yeah, and that's basically the end of that's the episode. So. pretty much it is the thing. <laughs> you did yeah, forget so- the part where um, Rukia again gets written out of fighting because uh, Rangiku is standing on the stairs and goes, don't worry, I want to, like, help you, but I'm a cop, so I can't. Yep. No, I, I did mention it. Uh, huh? They they tried diplomacy, they run, Rangiku stands in their way, and this time it's Rukia who jumps in. Okay, it was just, like, half a sentence, so I did not catch it, unfortunately. That's my bad. Yeah, I spent as long as the episode did on it. Yep. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so our post credit scene is just some Iron Car Encyclopedia, uh, where Gin's talking about the sun for, I think, the third time, or the not the sun, the blue sky in uh, Huecomundo, for, I believe, the third or fourth time, and Tosin's like, why the fuck are you talking about this shit? And Gin's like, oh, you know, I just have a vibe that the story's coming here soon. <laughs> I just have this feeling that it's coming. <laughs> It's returning to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, I... I, I don't like a Roncar encyclopedia ever. It's it's so boring. <laughs> it is almost universally uninteresting. Yeah, it's just, hey, here's the shit you already know. Right. The thing like, is... This one was literally like, why is the sky blue? <laughs> Oh my god. Why is the sky blue? Because Aizen likes blue skies. That's yeah. so which it which isn't funny. even the reason that was given within the series proper. Do you think next season's gonna be bad, Sam? How could it be? It's part like three of the Iron Car, part four. I think the next season might end up being bad. <laughs> yeah, you know. think that no you one... think that he can't keep these plates spinning? Maybe no one kept watching Bleach this long. Who who is there to tell? That's okay. Well, that that is our job. I thought that this was one of like the top ten anime fights, anime moments, betrayals of all time. Uprezzed to uh, you know, interpolated to sixty frames per second and all that stuff. There's another filler arc like later. Yeah, there is another filler arc. Is the thing what? Uh, yeah. yeah, the uh, Zanpakuto Rebellion arc. Not, like, directly after this arc, but, like, um, okay. a couple seasons from now. There is another filler arc coming up. Remarkable. The, um, What I will say is I have heard really good things about the next filler arc. Like, everyone I, I've heard that actually stuck through the Bleach anime... Um, Basically says that the Zanpakuto Rebellion arc is, like, the best filler arc. Like, it's actually, like, genuinely good. 
for what it's worth, if you've stuck with the Bleach anime this far, there's some serious sunk cost happening. That's yeah. what I was going to say. I was like, I don't know. That could just be Bleach Brain. That's... Uh, that being yeah. said, I don't know. I, I'm so conflicted, right? Because with a name like that, it promises, theoretically, to be, like, incisive and have commentary about some things. I'm not sure if it's going to be able to do any of that. Yeah. Remember the Diamond Dust Rebellion? Yeah, I sure do. Who's excited for Bleach the Movie 3, Fade to Black? Well, it has a cool name, at least. It yeah, does have a cool name. It does have a cool name. It is just a Metallica song. Yeah. That that works. Like, that's kind of how you get cool names. Um, Anyways, we should, uh, we should end the episodes and do our call-outs, because the Castlevania Symphony of the Night speedrun is happening. Yeah, and All I right, got 45 let's... minutes until rating. So this has been It'll Wash Out. Uh, you can find the show on Twitter at Bleachcast. You can find us on co-host at whatever the fuck that is. I think also Bleachcast. Or, I don't know. Might, might just be It'll Wash Out. But you can, fi- you can email us if you want. We don't normally like put out the email, but it's iwobleachcast at gmail.com. And you can find me at Lavender underscore Paws on Twitter. And, like, a million other places like Floraspers on Tumblr. It's, it's a lot. There's a lot of things now. And you can find me on Twitter at SSBSLJ. You can find me on Twitter at M-O-N-K-I-P-I-Q-U-I-N-N. And that should do it for this one. I hope you all have a great week. Stay cool, Chads. The sea. I have nothing cool to say this week. That's fine. (laughs) That's fine. That's all we need.
した耳で開かれた目で二度とない空気を噛みしめて気がついた幻に今にも崩れそうでも心が叫び続けるならどこに朝焼ける空見上げ